What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talking On My Ass Podcast. If you guys are listening to this, please do me a favor. Subscribe, write a review, give me a five-star rating, and share the show on your social media platforms. My two guests today are a very young, lovely couple. The fitness entrepreneur, owner of the gym named The Cakery is back on, and he wanted to bring his lovely partner on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Marlon and Kimberly Rosales. What? To go. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, we're pretty much live right now. Oh, you guys, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Thank you. So I have Marlon. Marlon, you were here well, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I have... Kim. Kim. Marfit's uh, wife. Yes. Honestly, That's I... That's how people on the streets... Oh, are you Marfit's <laughs> wife? I'm like, it's Kim, but yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I know Marlon for like years, and I've never got to meet you or anything like that. I've never seen you like pass by the gym or anything like that, but it's Everybody it's really nice to meet you. The whole time that I had <laughs> I know. a significant other, and I'm like, you're... Yes. Uh, a main girl. You know, uh, An only girl. Yeah. The hell? Correct him. The hell? <laughs> you know what I mean. No. So, uh, Kim, uh, I'm really happy that both of you guys are here, uh, but obviously you, mm-hmm. uh, because Marlon, uh, two weeks ago, he kind of informed me of like what he wanted to like speak about, specifically you. Yeah. Um, so before we get and like dive into everything, I want to like dig deep in like everything from the past. So can we start from your the beginning of like your child and how your upbringing was? Oh wow. Okay, that far back. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, well, it all started on August 14th, 1987. Um, Normal childhood, I'm the youngest of five. I have four older brothers. I think that shaped, like, a lot of my personality. Mm. Um, I think it made me, like, super independent and strong, which kind of will play in later in the story. Um, And, yeah, what else? Childhood was normal. Um, played soccer from the time I was five to I messed my knee up 19 and the doctor said no more Um, that was like kind of my biggest passion I had all my eggs in this basket Mm. like I'm gonna be a professional soccer player that's That's what I'm going to do Um, and then when that kind of got ripped away from me um, I got into dentistry Mm. um, just met somebody um, who knew the dentist and he was like, Hey, are you looking for a job? I was on crutches. Um, and I was like, yeah, I guess so. Um, and he was like, okay, when you get better, come into the office, I'll train you everything on the job. And I stayed with that dentist for like 15 years. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And he put me through school. He put me through all different kinds of programs. Um, and yeah, I worked with him up until, um, like a month before mm-hmm. I delivered Cambria. So, yeah. So I wanted to talk about that as well. How did, before we get into that, how did yeah. you guys meet? Okay. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have like two different versions, but Marlon's funny because he'll say, um, I totally like left you out of my life story. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, we met in high school. Yes. So we met as freshmen in high school. I was actually super close to his twin brother, okay. Marvin. Um, we had like so many classes together. And then Marlon and I, I think, became closer more like sophomore, junior year. Sophomore year. Yeah. Marlon calls us high school sweethearts, but that's not what it was. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. had a sweetheart. I had a different sweetheart. Yeah. Um, he always had a crush on me. <laughs> like, he wasn't allowed to talk to me 
Like his girlfriends would not allow him to talk to me. Because he was like, I know exactly what you went through. Yeah, he's like, like his girlfriends were always like, there's something going on here. And my boyfriends were always like, there's something. And I'm like, no, that's my best friend. That's my best friend. It's nothing. But we weren't allowed to talk to each other like periodically throughout high school. And then um, he went away to Oregon. No, we have to come back to that because um, (laughs) we're best friends from sophomore year on after that, especially playing sports. Um, Pretty. Pretty much, I watched her games, but she never watched one of my football games or uh-huh. baseball games. So it is what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been best friends since sophomore year, and then um, senior year we went to prom together um, because I dunked my g- girlfriend for like three years. We won every dance thingy, and then you know, time default, to change it up. Change you know? it up, and <laughs> default, um, she won. You know, but we didn't win it. But my twin brother won it um, for. <laughs> prom king but it's all good family oh. won so it's all good he says it's because of me he's like him and his ex-girlfriend won every single year and then the year he took me he didn't win like well yeah. that's that's the people's fault yeah, for the voting that's all, all them all, that's all them that's you when know? you learn about what politics is all about oh yes you know that's oh. big back then but um it's funny because um senior year we wrote in, i wrote in her yearbook i said i don't know why you're trying to fight our relationship because we'll probably get married so i wrote that in her yearbook Ooh. and um she would be like you it never <laughs> He said, he did not say we're going to get married. He said, call me this summer for a booty call. That's what <laughs> I don't make me bring out the receipts. We should have brought that. But, um, yeah, so when people, when people ask, like, dang, how long have you guys been together and stuff like that? And they're like, dang, you guys been together for, like, 15 years. I go, no. We went off to college, and I did my own thing. From yeah, like 21 yeah. or 18 to 21 or 23 years old. And then the whole time when I was up in Oregon, she was just texting me and saying, like, why can't we be together? I'm confused. So did you guys? You oh, so you guys kept in touch during yeah, college? Kept yeah. In touch. Well, okay, we that's back, good. You know, we came back on our breaks. You know, people yeah. home for their holidays. We would make out at LWBG. Nice. Yeah. You know what? I'm Al Charlie's. Al Charlie's. And all that stuff. You know what it is. But basically, we've been dating since we were like 22, and like okay, exclusively. Before you continue, you both still look like you're 22, which is crazy. Like I'm not, I'm not okay. I'm not even trying to be nice here. I am a nice guy, <laughs> but it's kind of ridiculous. As soon as you, like I've known Marlon a long time, this guy does not age. And as That's soon as you get like, jeans, like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be fine, Thank bro. You. you guys are like literally like still in your twenties. Crazy. Oh yeah. You could tell in your face, your guys' faces, it but oozes out of you guys. I'm you know what I mean? Light, you know, Botox helps. <laughs> um, red light treatment helps. Do what you gotta do. Wear yeah. the right um, product. I preach that all the time. Yes. You know, I always tell the men, you guys better fix those lines before they get too deep. You're looking like standing to a fault. I've been in the sun too much. I think yeah. it's gonna and mess me sure up, right? SPF. Yeah. Right? SPF, SPF is everything. Yeah. Have to. Um, I think. Yeah. When people ask us how long we, they think we're been dating for like 20 years, but we actually been dating for. We've known each other for almost 20. Yeah. We've been dating each other exclusively since we were 22, which is crazy to me when I think about it because, like, we were so, like, committed and exclusive. We've never broken up. We've never taken a break, really anything. Um, I can say one time. (laughs) I don't – that's a story for another day. I know, but the reason – yeah. But it's really good when you hear about a relationship that we haven't really broken up or said we're done. Yeah. But like 22 is so young. Like oh, looking yeah, back for now sure. to be so like God, I didn't know anything at that age. You think about didn't know anything. Now you think about when people date now and they're young like that, you're like, dude, don't date. And don't get too deep in a relationship at that age yeah. because you don't know what you really want. Yeah. Yet, you 
now. So it's it's crazy, and we stuck it for this far, but it's the building. But blocks. I think we did everything that we wanted to do as single people first before we committed to each other, which that, I think is like yeah. so important. Like we did all you the things. Out your system, mm-hmm. You know, you might have somebody who's still trying to go hard and go mm-hmm. rage and stuff like that. But yeah, I think when you're growing with each other and doing all <coughs> that stuff together, mm-hmm. and then you eventually start understanding. I, I did that. I was dating somebody through high school and like a little bit through like that person went to college. I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both each other's like first. Yeah. So we kind of stuck it out for five years yeah. and then we never got to like, like say experience. like experience that like the like, oh, and be able to like, and, yes. And try other things. Yeah, because if you're not experienced or like not in that fashion, but it's like you've got to learn different personalities and like see what life is all about pretty much out there. And a lot of people yeah. don't think that. They're and like, it's not even just like about sex either. It's exactly. about all and the things. living mm-hmm. like what if you're just experiencing the, the nightlife, experience like if that's you, yeah. if you like that. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying we didn't have fun. We actually. Well, we did all the things and then we continued to have fun together. Like yeah. we would party and travel and do mm. all the things, but do it together. Yeah. And that's good though. But like you guys, it's important to have like your guy friends mm. that actually like your girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, you, you get, you hear that about like. Ooh, I don't, know, I don't, I don't want your girl to come with us. Yeah. Even though she had her girl time and I had my guy time, but when we did hang out, I wouldn't mind. I don't like a lot of my a lot of my boys. Their girls are just ridiculous, and I can't stand them. Yeah. You know. Girls are a lot. It's it's almost like, but it's it's when it, when they do them dirty, it's like, how do you expect me to respect them? You. Like, you want me to sit at a dinner mm-hmm. and act like everything is okay. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And look at them, and that's so fraudulent, right? Nah, can't do that, man. Absolutely not. So you guys have been, how? okay, how old are you? You're 34. 34. You told me that two weeks ago. Yeah, you're 34. That's crazy. Five. What the hell? Um, it's crazy. <laughs> how old are you? How, guess. 26. <laughs> I was going to say 25. 26. You're so mature. Oh, age. I'm silly goose. Yeah. For sure, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely single. like me and me and Mar talked about it. We have like crazy ADHD. You know? Are you single? Yes, I have been single for many years. That's do. Uh, that's from my. Um, what's it called? My. That's pretty much like by me. Like I yeah, want to yeah. keep it that way. You know, oh. especially like right now. So but I know I don't neglect it though. So you we know? never switched and did a podcast, and I did a, the life about you, and asked you why you're single. I can't wait to do that. Oh, no, you totally can't. I mean, that's I'm an open book, bro. It doesn't no. matter. Like, that's why I started this podcast. Like, it's like whoever comes on, I hope they're open books as well. Yeah. And I am as well. You know, I'm just free to be able to speak my mind. You know, yeah, it doesn't it really does not matter. So you're exactly. not ready to mingle. I'm asking for a friend. Um, Meaning meaning my by mingle. Do you go specifically about that? So you're not looking for a girlfriend. I don't neglect it. Okay. Like if somebody were to like pretty much blow my mind and um, pretty much take me off my feet. It's like I will definitely not neglect that because I don't see a lot of queens lately. That's that's what we were talking about. You know, I see um, I see a lot of girls. I don't see many queens. And that's that's what it's like. Oh, if I'm going to give my time because I'm a busy guy. So it's like if I'm going to really put my time into somebody, it's like, it has to be worth it. what do you bring to the table? Right. Because I bring a lot and I know that. So it's like, what do you bring? Because mm-hmm. are you going to be an asset? Or are you going to be a liability to me? Yeah. So I'm just I'm very, very highly selective in the partner that I choose. But I also don't neglect love. Yeah. I never will. That's yeah. that's re- that's that would be stupid of me to be able to like pretty much say that, you know, yeah. to be like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. Like, oh, I don't, I'm too good for that. No, that's stupid. It's, that's dumb. Yeah, it's immature. You just, you just know. Yeah. You just think that 
and especially you bump and I don't like the whole dating apps and stuff like that. I can't do that. I like like hold fashion like you just need you just gotta you can just know how they're vibing. Yeah. You just click. And we know people. Like we're we're associated with so many people, so it's like it just clicks, you know what I mean? But anyways, I'm gonna (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, specifically, I want to talk about dating. So, so I haven't dated in a long time. I haven't taken any girls out in like years mm. by my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talk about dating. How was it like? Pretty much the process of dating to know you guys were like, I'm gonna marry this person. How was that process for the both of you? And if you, whenever you guys speak, if you would please bring the yeah. mic to your face. So, Marlon, if you're gonna speak, no, you go just tuck it in. Um, it's weird because like I can't. Th- it was weird because we were best friends for so long to yes. think about like the defining moments mm. in our relationship. Um, I still don't even remember where our first date was or when it was because we were doing those things like all the time. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. best friends. Yes, you yeah. know. So, um, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> where that moment clicked for you both, where it's like, I love this person. I don't want. I don't want to let go of this person. When it was that. When was that moment? Like, do you know a specific age or a specific moment where that like, hit There's you guys? There's like two circumstances, and this doesn't have to make the final cut because it's like pretty personal. But um, he this and this was even before like we were dating. Mm-hmm. He had gotten somebody pregnant, um, and because we were like so close, he came over to my house and told me like, "This is the situation. Yeah. This girl." was pregnant um and i just like lost it yeah and we were just like supposed to be best friends like yeah, yeah. Be, like what do you need from me mm. like keep it together but i was like just besides myself and i like was like so upset and mm. i was like okay this is i can't be his friend anymore this is the end of our relationship and like looking back now it's like why was it that way you know yeah yeah, yeah. um and it's because like i loved him i just didn't know it at the time yeah deeper than just like a friend yeah. Um, she unfortunately ended up having a miscarriage, but also too, like, I don't think we would have like moved forward in our relationship. Cause just knowing the guy that he is, he probably like, he would need to be there for his child. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't see myself like being part of that, like at such, at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, th- I think I remember the moment where I was just like, I'm in love with this guy. I'm going to marry him was, um, when his mom was sick um, and just like seeing him take care of her and like do all the things and like handle all the family like duties. I was like, yeah, this is like the man that I want to be with forever. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mar? Um, When I realized I needed to be in a relationship (laughs) with her. So there's one time we went to Vegas. (laughs) And oh, uh, I, it could have been multiple stories. I'm, I got scared. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> this is when we went to Vegas. Uh, it was our first time as uh, like a group with our friends. And stuff I like got that. all deep, and you're gonna do me like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just go, go. I get. I'll go back. It's all know. love, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is one of the factors too. Like mm-hmm. when you didn't, she went. You know, you go to the pool parties. And you're just best friends, and then you see her enjoying <coughs> company with the two guys. On Jack, the Jack, the pool, dudes. Jack, dude. Nice. I'm just trying to get into the fitness. I'm just normal, you know. And I saw that, and I, I got kind of jealous. And um, that's when I knew a week later, I was like, I better start dating this girl, oh, yeah. or else someone else is gonna take her. Mm. So I, I made a That'll move, do it. and I said, Hey, you know, you pulled out. 
same line that you always use. <laughs> Say like, um, hey, we should just date because um, um, oh, wow. if it doesn't work out, we're still best friends. <laughs> No, but that was the scary part about like getting into a relationship because we that was my best friend. Yeah, you know, so like in the back of your head, it's like, if this doesn't work out, mm. like we can't be friends, and then we're friends with I'm friends with his best friend, yeah. and vice versa. Like it's just this group, and so, yeah. um, but luckily, yeah. Do you think if you guys split um, during that time, do you guys think you would have remained friends? Do you guys think? I think we would have went off and met. I, don't, I, was, I, I think was, that we would always like care so deeply for each other mm. that it would be like almost impossible mm. to be friends. And like, I think, yeah, like I said in high school, like his girlfriends were always like, you can't talk to Kim. I think it would always have been geez. like that. This was in high school? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like high school. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you guys been married? <laughs> Two years now. Almost three. <laughs> really? Yeah. He had to get a tattoo of the date of our wedding so that he would never forget. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would do the same thing, bro. May 29th, 2019. So almost, yeah, we're coming up on three years. What was the feeling like when you guys got married? It was crazy. It was like finally. Yeah. yeah. Because we, we, felt like, we felt like we were been married for so many years. <laughs> and it was just, let's just put a title of us, you know. Yeah. And, just move on to the next chapter and do it for us. You know, it's um, it's just a deeper commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a super small wedding in Hawaii, like you had a big one, eight people. Yeah, and it was Perfect. just, it was awesome. Yeah. It was like it was just like me and him, and so yeah, we all loved it. And when you guys obviously got married, was the process of like wanting to be able to start a child right away, or did that like, oh no, we're gonna wait a while, see what's going on? But just like, what was that process like? What were the talks about that? Um, I was ready right away. As a man, you kind of get nervous, you know? It's like, am I really ready? Yes. You always question yourself, am I going to be a, a good father to a child to this world? <sighs> um, but knowing that you have a partner that's, you know, you're confident that you could, you know, raise your child. Oh, yeah. The best, you know, you, mm. you knew from day one when this is going to be definitely be your baby mama. Mm. Then you start not whining about it. Yeah. And you start feeling confident about hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Because we have each other as a team mm. to make it work. Mm-hmm. So. My thing is when you just, when, you, when you're when you aware, it's like when you have a king and when you have a queen, it's mm-hmm. like it makes the job easier. Like, I'm, I mean, I haven't really experienced marriage or a child, not yet, <clears throat> but that's what that's what I am looking for. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, you need that support. Yeah. You, you have to. Yeah. But I feel also, you know, being in a relationship, <clears throat> I just don't get how people could be start thinking about a child when they already have issues before mm. in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can't. They haven't figured a solution for that. Yeah, whatever they're going through mm. or what they like and they don't like, you gotta yeah. figure that out first yeah. before anything. Yeah, and you gotta figure out, you know, the negatives in a relationship and yeah. try to figure out what can we do to fix our relationship before we put a child in. Yeah. I think so many people are trying to figure out, like, try to find the perfect partner when they should really, like, focus on, like, bettering themselves instead, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, that comes first. It's like, everybody right now is in a rush. Like, I get asked all the time by every single, every time I get a a gathering with my friends, when are you going to bring a plus one, yada, yada? It's like, man, is that the goal? It's like, 
You know what I mean? That's, that's like the only goal for them. That's like a standard set by society, right? Yeah. Like, these are the things that you do. Yeah, at a certain age, you're supposed to have this done, that done, that done, have a child by this age. It's mm-hmm. like... But I mean, we were we were dating for seven years before yeah. he proposed to me. Yeah. And it was like all the time, like when, 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 yeah, when we're ready. Yeah. Like yes. we know that we're going to. Yeah. So like what's the rush? Like let's get our finances in order. And that's yeah. one of the main things too, is getting our finances right. Yeah. Instead of putting us in our going in negative, mm-hmm. going in debt with a child and then when people want to get married, then you're more in debt. Yeah. You know, and I want we want to make sure we provide for our child mm-hmm. and get what she needs in life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy because all these people growing up in high school, I'm not bagging on them or talking down on them. They just, they got a, they got, they had a child early. Mm. Guess what? They had to get a job. No matter if that's not a job that they wanted to do. Mm. And now they're not in a good, you know, yeah. they're not in a good place where mentally, like they're in a bad mood or just not happy. Mm. That takes a toll on a relationship. And then there you go. Here's a divorce. Yeah. Know? And it's, <laughs> Now these days, it's so easy to throw a white flag up and call it a day mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah, you know. So I never, I, n- I never understood that. It's like uh, I get from my aunts and uncles. They always tell me, like, "Oh, you should be using your twenties to like, you know, find that partner." It's like mm, I'm using my twenties to build. That way, when that day comes, it's like when my child needs something, that those assets will take care of that. When my wife needs something, mm, these will take care of that. It's just what we do in our twenties, like building wise. It's like that will take care of everything. Yeah. Like, it's like, my thing is like, I want to be able to build so many d- different assets. So it's like, it's taking care of mine, my family's and my mother's and my sibling's expenses. Yep. So it's like, we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. And what's, right and why is that such a bad thing? All my friends freak out. My family freaks out. It's like, guys. Yeah. Also too, it's not 1962 anymore. <laughs> yes, like, like, come yeah. on. What are we rushing for? <laughs> But like, in 1962, they were only living until what? They were like 60, so everything yeah. was rushed. Exactly, you know? exactly. But we have more time. All the time in the world, and literally. I tell people, take your time. Don't rush it. Yeah. You know? And it's okay. Now these days, people are having kids at 40. Yeah. You know? And just because That's going to be me. That's why you better stay in shape and stay healthy and take, take care of yourself. Yes. What was it like when he proposed to you? What was that feeling? How did you feel? Again, finally. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was actually like, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, because after seven years, I'm like, okay, like any day now. And yeah. I told him, I was like, I'm not going to be surprised when you do it because oh. I'm just going to like know yes. when it happens. I was totally surprised. <gasps> um, we had gone river. Oh my gosh. We had gone up to Sacramento because the sister had just bought a new house there. Mm. And we were spending the day river rafting. Um, I actually broke like two nails river rafting. And I was like, I'm just going to rip all my nails off. And my friends were like, no, don't do that. Like freaking out. And I was like, why? Didn't think anything of it. And then we were going to go out to dinner with his sister after. Hmm. Um, So we're done river rafting. And then we're at like a campground. Like, you know, campground bathrooms when, like, the mirrors are all scratched. Like, oh, yeah. you can't see. Like, it's can't so see disgusting. There's, yeah. like, bugs. on. It's disgusting. Yes. So, that's, like, where I got ready for my engagement so right after, later. Okay. Yeah, right after the. I'm, like, it's it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then we go to his sister's house. She's, like, giving me a tour of the house. It was the first time that we had ever been there. Um, 
I didn't notice that everyone had like kind of disappeared because I was like so like oh Ooh. this is cool she's like this is this is my trash can and I'm like okay cool like trying to stall and I'm like that's weird but like cool trash can you know um and then she takes me like out the back and there's like rose petals um leading to the back and I was like wow like you didn't have to do all this for me like I thought it was just like her setting up for like showing her house I don't know it was so weird and then there was candles and then um he was standing there um with our dog Bailey the Um, bulldog no, it was no, the our chihuahua terrier yeah. that we adopted. Yeah, she's 16 now. She's like our first. Oh she's our first baby. Wow. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, I have, I've been an asshole all day. That's what I said because I was like literally just like so bitchy all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they turn the lights on and then like all my friends are there, driven out from San Jose. And then my parents were there on Facetime. They live in Colorado. Oh, okay. So. Um. Yeah, I was like, I was super excited. I was shocked, and he like did so good on the ring, and yeah. You know when you know your partner so well, like you were saying, like you guys know each other very, very well. Did you have a suspicion of like, oh, something's coming? Because like you were walking down like where those candles were, you you had no idea. It's like, oh, this is it. You know. Well, I was like, we were river rafting all day, and I looked like trash. So he wouldn't, like, it didn't even, like, cross my mind. But it was perfect in that way because, like, I didn't think he could ever, like, surprise me because we had been together for so long. Yeah. So he definitely, like, surprised me. Do I wish, like, I looked better in the pictures? Yeah. But, like, who cares? Like, it was such a special moment between the two of us. Exactly. And then, um, so obviously when like it took a couple of years for you guys to like want to start a child, mm-hmm. um, is that process difficult? Cause I hear a lot of adults right now saying like, Oh, we're mm-hmm. trying, we're trying, we're trying. It's like, it's no joke. Really? It's no joke. So Cause when, I, <laughs> so like we could start like, this is where it all starts, you know? Um, sorry to tell you brother. Yeah. If you could put you that, know, yeah, my bad. It all starts when you start prepping. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. <laughs> it's no joke. So no pre-workout. So no well, wait, wait, out. what do you mean? So, you know, you want certain to, supplements you can't like, so you just want to be your sperm. firm. So she got me off all the pre-workout, all my vitamins, all my stuff. Cause at the end of the day, you're going to do what you got to do. You know, you want to be safe. You want to make sure you're clean, you know, um, chill on the junk food, chill on everything. Oh yeah. So it literally is prepping and when you're trying, it's no joke because People do try months, you know, you, you have that, or you have that time where it's really, yeah, whatever. (laughs) You have that time where you have to, you have to make love or you have to get it in. Yeah. You know, I know it sounds weird. It's not even like making love. It's not. It's It's not. It's a, it's a job. So when people say like, I hear that. It's like, it's, it's a job. It's like wifey be like, Hey, we gotta do it tonight. That's you know, dope, though. Then, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. You would, you would no. think so. So when people, you know, women's mindsets, they're like, oh, my God, you're so lucky you get, you get to have sex. <gasps> like, you pretty much get it in. But you know, as a guy, a single guy, you think about that. Yes. Yeah, damn, that's tight. You get it yeah, all the time. Yeah. Bro, it gets tiring. Also, too, like, there's so much pressure. Like, there would be times when he's just like, babe, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of yeah. this, you know? And, yeah. I, and then I would get upset, like. You know, take it personally, like, oh, you don't want to have a baby with oh, me, like, 
Or like I'm putting so much pressure on him that it's harder for him to yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> do the so, certain things that he and needs to I, do. You, and I know there's a lot of guys who could relate and stuff like that because, you know, when wifey says, hey, let's get it on tonight. We have to get it in tonight. But sometimes your mind's not there, you know? If I you're no, that. you're not mentally that, there. Though. Like, let's that get could, it in tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, yeah, the first, maybe the first day uh, when we're trying, yeah. and then you go for the second day, then you have to go on the third day. Oh, how how long can the endurance be? Because wow. you get so tired mentally. Too, oh, for sure. You know? I mean, physically then, for me, it's like it punishes me. It I'm punishes, just going like, yeah. to sleep. You know, and um, in some days you're, you're just not there mentally. You might have a long day. You might be thinking about other things emotionally yeah. from just like your job, whatever. And your little guy might not want to wake up. <laughs> Guess what? What happens? Wifey looks like, at you and be like, oh, you're just I'm like pouting. Pouting, like, are you not attracted to me? And then you know Damn. when you're not attracted to me, then you pull that. Really, I'm not attracted to you. You're crazy. Hey, I'm really, really happy you guys are here. I'm not kidding. Literally, it's like, because I this is that's like this is why I started the podcast. What it is. I no, need this, this like, you know. This is real. Life oh yeah. That they don't talk about. And this is like, dude, I'm not, I am attracted to you. Yeah. It's not that, and it's like, and sometimes, and then if you don't get that, let's be real. If you don't get that bus inside you. Oh yeah. Dude, she takes it personal. All women will take it personal. They're like, dude, then what's wrong with you? Are you fucking someone else? Yeah, there's all these questions. Dude, I honestly, now, you guys. Now, now, now I'm ang- now I'm not trying to be, and especially when, you know, she's upset. You can't get upset because it's like, now you got an argument. And I'm not trying to argue, especially yeah. you love that person. It's not about that because we're trying to build this. We're trying to work as a team and yeah. trying to make this work. But, dude, it's, it's tough. So when people are trying... <coughs> It's it's no it's no joke. And for you, I mean, obviously he was like talking about how like you reacted to that. Like that would be tough on anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the whole like situation was stressful because yeah. like so many people would ask me to, like, are you guys so are you guys trying now that we're married, right? Mm. Are you guys trying? That's such a personal question. Like, think about it. You're basically asking, like, are you guys like having sex every night? Yeah. Like it's so weird and it's normally like older people that ask that question but like it got to a point where i would just like i would either not answer or i would literally say no or not because i didn't want to say yeah we've been trying for six months and you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah just like it's it's weird and like a lot of our friends like had struggles luckily for us we actually got pregnant the first month that we tried um but we had a miscarriage, oh, I'm sorry and that's like about a, that. yeah. I mean, that's another thing that people don't talk about. And that's that's, it's kind of no, it's <clears throat> normal, you know, when it's normal to have miscarriages, you know. Well, I mean, I would say like it's common. It's, common. it's definitely common. It's common. That's what I mean. And the first miscarriage that I had, I like kept it to myself. I didn't. I mean, it's almost like that shame factor that, like, other people make me feel. I don't Mm. know why. Like, I'm less than as a woman because I can carry that baby or whatever the case. Yeah. And then um, we got pregnant again two months later and had a second miscarriage. Wow. And and very early on, but regardless, a miscarriage is a miscarriage. Um, That's when I was like, I'm going to start opening up about this because, like, I was killing myself just keeping everything in, you know? Um, It was just like, 
like a part of me was like missing and like people could tell but I couldn't talk about it at the same time and then I started thinking why can't why can't I talk about it Mm. and then as soon as I started opening up so many like people like even my mom was like oh I had two miscarriages I never knew that some of my best friends like tons of his clients I would open up to because I know he has like a lot of moms were like oh yeah like Mm. I've had several or I had one and like I've never told anybody before and so like just opening up those lines of communication and like as soon as I started talking about it I started feeling so much better Mm. like okay this is a lot more common than I thought yeah um and it happens I have nothing to be ashamed of it's just like things didn't work out you know there's so much that can go wrong in pregnancy you know everything yeah the human body is very unpredictable yep very Mm -hmm. but the thing is like when she was going through that whole miscarriage thing um it's crazy because you start questioning yourself like is it is it the man is it my sperm not holding on or something or you yeah. start questioning and you start thinking like it's me or is it her but you don't want to blame fingers and blame her like dude it's all you like what's going on with you yeah and you got to be more compassionate about that part right yeah and then like you said i deal with a lot of clients that are who had a miscarriage or having a hard time um <coughs> planning a baby and I always tell people, like, just got to have patience, you know, and just it might take time, it might take months. You might hit on the first week when you didn't even try and she got you got pregnant. But some people take months yeah. or even years. And I know people who've been trying for three to five years, Fuck. you know, and I can't imagine because as a man, you keep trying, you keep trying and you're just eventually going to get so burnt out yeah. and emotionally. And then it's like and then you and you actually now you just feel like you're using that body is there's, there's no like you just it's you know so i don't even like know you said it's like a job it's like a job mm-hmm. and it's true when, when guys say it's a job it is a job yeah. so on top of your job that you have another job when you're at home yeah and if you can't provide it or bring it to the table or bring the heat where you're used to bringing heat you feel like you're just you're kind of helpless how long did you guys' process take when you guys were trying yeah so um after the two miscarriages which were kind of like back to back um we tried for six months before we got pregnant with Cambria. Okay. So, but in the big scheme of things, like six months is nothing. <clears throat> mm. You know what I mean? They they say that typically <clears throat> it takes about a year. Wow. For two healthy adults. Um, but for me, six months felt like a life. I couldn't imagine that, a year. Yeah. Two years, three years, four years. Like six months felt like a lifetime because it's like every month on these certain days, this is what you do. And then you're waiting to see and those are like the longest two weeks ever and then your period comes and the pregnancy test says negative and it's like and you look at each other you just be like dude it's like you take an l and then you're doing that every single month is like like, and you wait i I don't mean to like and not gonna stress you out bro but seriously no i need this dude please like the few the first month you know i would just wait and then when it's like another, another negative, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I would just walk off. Like I'll come to the K, it's all good. You know, that wasn't meant to be. And we'll just keep going. <sighs> God knows when the t- right timing is. Yeah. And That's the thing is like, I think our faith helped us like so much in those situations because mm-hmm. Like, we're big people, like, in God's timing, what's supposed to happen will happen. And that's, yeah. like, all I kept doing was, like, praying, praying, praying. And I'm, like, mm. I know it's in your timing, but, like. Does it take a toll on the both of you guys, meaning, like, emotionally as well? Because it's, like, I hear, like, when parents, like, 
older parents, I see them divorcing due to the, the, their children's actions because of the disagreements, the fighting, so on and so forth. So like, did it take an effect on you guys that way? Did it kind of like, did it push you away or did it bring you guys closer? I'm curious. I think it brought us closer. Definitely too, like after the miscarriages. Yeah. Because I think when you go through something like that, it's like, well, at least for us, like it Mm -hmm. had to, but there i it was it's just so stressful that yeah i could see like how it could push two yeah. people apart yeah but for us like marlon was like such a good support system and mm. like my big thing after the two miscarriages is like are we going to be able to have children yeah and marlon would always just say like there's so many different ways that regardless like we're going to have children like don't mm. stress about it right now like it's going to happen yeah um and I think, and like I put so much pressure on him, I feel like he could have gotten frustrated with me in like so many different like mm-hmm. scenarios, but he was just that constant like it's going to be okay. Yeah. So I think it brought us closer. I agree. agree. Yeah, that's honestly like because I, I hear that a lot of stuff when like couples go through like such like big adversity, they just kind of like, mm-hmm. and then they fight. They go through like these like bumping like they just bump heads all the time and then they just realize like you know what maybe but just I we're not it's also it's a respect thing too right you got to respect her mental state of mind oh you have to yeah she's coming from and yeah. put yourself in her shoes and like dude how would you feel if you were the one they miscarried because yeah. we're not dealing with that we're just trying to deliver our baby sperms in there you know we're not even taking <sighs> we just gotta suck it up and just make sure she your per- partner's okay, yeah you know and, and also, w- too, like, we, like, Marlon and I set a standard very early on in our relationship that, like, we don't, we really don't, like, have screaming matches. We don't, like, belittle each other. Like, there's no name calling. Yeah. Like, of course, we have fights and we get of course, frustrated yeah. That's normal. That's normal. That is so normal. But we don't do, like, the saying things that you can't, like, take back. Yeah. yeah. Even want, using disrespectful <coughs> words like bitch and stuff like that. I can't imagine. Maybe it's because I was yeah. raised with um, my mom. Respect teaching me that way oh yeah treat a woman you know exactly and i think it starts right at the beginning you mm-hmm. know and i think there's a respect level and um part aspect of our relationship and that's what helps us grow as a couple and stuff like that mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly i mean i i really like i said earlier i just i really appreciate you guys coming on like it's um i don't hear these conversations at all and i listen to a lot of people I really do. I pick the brains off people like pretty much everywhere I go mm-hmm. and I don't ever hear um, these stories. They always say like, oh, oh my God, everything is so perfect. Like I love, you know, you it's know, that's the thing about uh, society, you know, and social media is so much stuff that people have to post so much stuff about the relationship where they have to prove a point and stuff like that or we're in love and stuff like that. If you're in love and stuff like that, you don't need to be posting so much stuff. Yeah. It's simple, you know, I think People always ask me all the time, like, how can you not post your 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 girl on Instagram, all this stuff like that. Yeah. But it's also like it's it's like my thing, it's my privacy. It's yeah. Like, and also it's just like, why why do you even care? Yeah. You know? That's that's on like, them though. That's an insecurity on their end though. Like you know what I mean? Like, like, like what I notice, you know, is people post the most. It's like it's not the best. It's not the, they're not going well in the relationship. Yeah. Like well, you guys are living proof of like, oh, ad- like what adversity can do for a couple. Mm-hmm. It's like it could either like break you or it can just like build you guys up even better. Mm-hmm. And look what it created, a beautiful daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So talk about that. Like when you guys found out like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. 
Oh yeah, that was that was cool. Can you tell her? Tell yeah. Tom how I found out. Yeah. So um. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had gotten home from work one day and I just like had this feeling like I should test, but I had that so many other times. Yes. Yes. And plus, it was like so early that I was like telling myself like, if it comes back negative, it's okay. Like you still have time. Yeah. Um. So I took a test and there was like a very faint line just like there was before and so I was like super cautious. I didn't even tell Marlon for like two weeks. Explain why. I'm a crazy person. (laughs) Because because I wanted to know for sure. I had that, yeah. Yeah, not that you ever know for sure because Things can go wrong all the time, but um, I I had gone to the doctor, had it confirmed, and then made sure that my levels were increasing, which the times before it hadn't. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I just went to make sure, but I was like, I'm like so crazy. Who waits two weeks to tell their <laughs> husband? But um, what I ended up doing is we had a date night because it was I think it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it you was were taking me out for my birthday. And then um, he had gotten a couple of presents for me, and then I was like, oh, I have one for you or whatever. And he opens it, and it's his pre-workout. <laughs> I was still like... And then he was, like, kind of stuck. Yes. And then he's like, okay. And then there's, like, the pregnancy test and then a little, like, onesie that says, like, daddy's workout partner or whatever. Yeah. And then he was just, like, silent. And then he he did say, like... Is it for sure this time? Yeah. Which, yeah, I totally, like, understand that response. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, um, my levels are going up, and it looks good, so we'll just, like, keep praying. And then we hugged, and... Was it, like, a, a emotional, because the whole time, going through the whole miscarriage, going through the emotional side, going through how she was feeling and stuff like that, I was more shocked that, damn, finally, like, lightweight, like, yeah, shit, let's go, you know, let's yeah. just, let's just keep praying and hopefully this, this one sticks and then let's call it a day and let's just go from there, you yeah. know. I think we were both kind of like waiting for something bad to happen again. Yeah. Did you guys ever speak about that, like publicly, like to each other, like about that, like, do you think something bad will happen? Did that ever oh, cross? You got to think Marlin. that. Honestly, poor yeah. Marlon, because, like, I would have, like, a weird feeling and be like, oh, my gosh, is this normal? And I'd be – he would literally be like, get off Google. Oh, like, God. Like, you need to stop. And I'm like – I was so stressed and worried my entire pregnancy waiting for something bad to happen to her. Wow. Because I was like, this how like, this is how stuff works out for me. So, like, when is it going to happen? Yeah. And – I, looking back now, I <coughs> wish I was, like, able to enjoy my pregnancy more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, too, it was, like, in the middle of COVID. I didn't have a baby shower. Like, <sighs> he couldn't even come to any of my doctor's appointments. So I think that was the hardest see, part. Like, yeah. I had to go to that first appointment where they check the – they call it a viability scan. Mm. So, basically, they're checking to see that the baby has a heartbeat. Oh, is that with, like, the scan? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which I had never seen before. So, I'm, like, going into that appointment. I'm, like, shitting my pants. And he can't be with me. And so I'm just, like, sitting in this dark room, like, waiting. And then the ultrasound tech is, like, so silent. And I'm like, what's going on? And then she's like, 
feels a heartbeat and she puts it on the monitor and I just like start bawling. Wow. Um, but yeah, he couldn't be there for like any of the appointments, um, COVID. So that was like already a stressor. And then it was just like, when did the other shoe drop? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so obviously, um, pregnancy is nearly a year. Yeah. You know, how is that process during that whole time? On both your guys' ends. <laughs> I was super sick. Yeah. I was super sick, which I was willing to have all the symptoms because, like, in pregnancy, if you're having symptoms, that means that the pregnancy is progressing, mm. right? So the sicker I got, I was like, okay, good. I never had gotten sick before. Yeah. Um, so when all those things were, like, happening, like, I would literally, like, wake up and my boobs were, like, so sore. That was, like, the number one thing. <laughs> I'd wake up in the morning and like grab my boobs, making sure they're still sore. And there'd be some mornings where they weren't. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my boobs aren't sore. (laughs) Something (laughs) like, I think something is going on or like, oh, I'm not nauseous today. Like something must be going on with the baby. (laughs) But I think I was like pretty miserable for the, like at least until 18 or 19 weeks. I lost weight because I was so sick. Wow. I was, like, throwing up. I wasn't eating. He would come home from work, and I would just be in bed, like, crying. Like, yeah. I'm so, like, I can't even explain what. For me, it wasn't morning sickness. It was night sickness. So mm-hmm. I'd be sick in the nighttime. I couldn't eat anything. <sighs> and then I would be like, when is this going to go away? Yeah. yeah, and every day. But at the same time, when it did go away, I was like, <gasps> where did it go? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a love-hate yeah, kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, Jeez. Man. And then, you know, after that, then comes all, like, the aches and pains. Like, your back is hurting. and Honestly, w- women go through, like, their bodies are very incredible. It's, it's amazing. Insane. insane. That's why when you hear their husbands, like, complain about their shit. Dude, like, dude, dude shut, the shut fuck your up. mouth, man. And it's like, that's why. I or rather come home from work, I'm tired. I'm like. But also, just like that's another. But thing, I worked you know. up until like a week before I gave birth, and I'm on my feet all day. Oh long, my so. god! So, but that's also the respect side, and understand. Like I said, it starts from the beginning of the relationships before you gave birth, or before she got pregnant and stuff like yeah. that, and respecting her and understanding what she's going through again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, a man, a normal guy, or whoever, don't really put themselves in their shoes. Like, imagine you being pregnant or going through it. They're probably gonna, you're probably gonna have the same problems were the same they're gonna feel like oh no you guys could never do it yeah we would <laughs> no never way. <laughs> no. we could barely make it when we're sick a little bit we're so extra oh god yeah like, when i'm sick like, i'm like, <laughs> like oh that's know? him oh my gosh <laughs> you know i'm sick that's right <laughs> i need a wheelchair i'm like oh my god <laughs> so uh obviously the experience of uh bringing a child into the world is just pretty much it's you can't there's no words that can pretty much explain that but if you were to explain it, how was it like for you to bring a child into this world? Like the actual like labor part? The feeling. Just oh. like, I mean, obviously like when you, when during, but also the after effect. Yeah. Um, I was like, give me the epidural right away. Those contractions were no joke. And wow. I have a high pain tolerance. Oh. Um, it was like, so I don't know how people do it naturally because I couldn't. So as soon as I got the epidural, which basically numbs everything from the waist down, I was chilling. I was chilling. It took 12 hours um, for me to just get to the point where I was ready to start pushing. Yeah. 
Um, and then I pushed for 15 minutes, which is like nothing, I guess. <laughs> that's a long time. To me, that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the hardest part was that Cambria was like halfway out, and then mm. the doctor got called to like another room. And she's like, I'm going to ask you to do something really hard right now. I need you to stop pushing. And I'm like, uh, what the hell? So she goes to the other room, and I'm, like, looking at the nurse, and I'm like, have you delivered a baby before? Get the Because you would think fuck. it's, like, a TV show, right? Where there's, like, I'm like, where's ten Ashton? nurses, yeah, like, um, two doctors, whatever. No, there's only one nurse, and there's, like, five women in labor. And she's, like, going from room to room. So this is during whole COVID, right? Yeah. And this is where, like, people are doing... There's less nurses, you know, they're oh, doing the whole, they're on like, strike, strike or whatever. You know, so now there's just one nurse, one wow. doctor, right? And I remember just being like, fuck. They didn't, I didn't want to be down there because – I didn't I, want him to either. So it was, <laughs> wow. it was a good thing because I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so I was ready to just be by her ear, you know. Yeah. I remember just holding her hand, and I was like, hey. And then when the doctor was like, hey, can you hold on for a second? And I said – She's like, you need to stop pushing. I'm like, And then what? it's like – it's like going poop and you stop halfway at your poop. Why would you do out, that? Right? As a yeah. guy, I can't really relate. I'm not doing that. You just don't stop. You just no thanks. Go. That's, it's not even close to whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Only guys would say that like, oh, yeah, I totally agree, bro. Like, meanwhile, I'm like this wide open. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, I was like, have you delivered a baby? And she's like, yes, I have. I'm like, okay, because you're about to deliver a baby wow and then as soon as the doctor walks back in the door um i'm like this baby is coming out and she's like okay push the baby came out i was like sobbing i was like is she cute (laughs) (laughs) and of course they never really are like they look so weird but i thought she was the cutest thing ever Um, it's funny because I look back at her like pictures we took like that day and we yeah. were like she's so cute and I look yeah. at them now and I'm like what is that <laughs> like a baby thumb yes <laughs> yeah it's not it's not cute <laughs> she's so cute now but just hearing her cry you know and it's that, that I was time. so like relieved yeah that she was like out and she was okay because like it was like the whole entire time I was waiting for something bad to happen to her and then she Okay, she's here, and she's okay. Like yeah. that was like just the start of. And what was it like bringing a child into the world? Like after, like it's all complete. You're just like you're able to sit back it's and just kind of like wow. Even. So leaving the hospital. Well, I don't even. I mean, you get that moment to be like, wow, this is my child. But at the same time, like, I think labor itself is such a traumatic event. Yeah. Not that it's bad, but it's a traumatic event to your body. Yeah. And then. Like, our experience was basically just, like, like five minutes after they I gave birth, they're, like, wanting me to stand up and get in a wheelchair and move me to a different room. <laughs> like, they're, like, bye, good luck. So they just, like, put us in the room with the baby, and we have no freaking idea, like, what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. There's no, there's no blueprint or <laughs> a booklet and be, like, okay, this is what you do. Step one, step two, step three. They literally put us in a room. Handed us a baby and yeah. said, Here, put it on your put on her boob and start like and then yeah. we're just I'm just like we're just like, mm-hmm. okay. You know. And we're both so tired, right? Like we haven't yeah. slept, nothing. And oh so it's like God. 
it's kind of i mean although like the entire process is <clears throat> so amazing and like here's our beautiful daughter yeah it's also like you're so exhausted and you're like oh my gosh like your life is in our hands mm. now yeah like that's a lot yeah big responsibility mm-hmm. i had um experience with one of my good dearest friends uh she had a child uh we were at a bar a couple this was like a year ago and uh she just started crying and this is what kind of you brought up um, that you wanted your wife to talk about. Um, she didn't know why she was crying. Mm-hmm. I think she did know, but she didn't want to say it because mm-hmm. she had a child and she just felt like life paused for her. Yeah. She didn't say it, but like eyes don't lie, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I can tell like she didn't even need to explain it to me. I just knew, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about that? Like the life afterwards having a baby when it's kind of like is sometimes life has to be put on pause. Yeah. Is that correct? I mean, it's it's almost like your your world completely changes. Like, ev- yeah, pause in a way that like everybody's going on mm. this path, and then you've like totally got flipped around, and you're over here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know like how much to go into, but basically, um, we get home from the hospital. And we have this baby. <laughs> and I think postpartum anxiety is like a real feeling for anybody, yeah. um, fathers included, because it's just like, you know, the, you're watching them. Are they breathing? And they're yeah. just like so little. And there's just like so many different anxieties. Um, I didn't sleep more than probably like four hours in three weeks. So, and, like, I was so exhausted. Um, and to me, I was like, okay, this is what moms talk about when they say, like, oh, enjoy your sleep while you can. And, like, they're not sleeping. But, like, what they mean when they say that is that they're sleeping in, like, two or three chunks throughout the night until the yeah. baby wakes up and you have to breastfeed or bottle feed, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I wasn't sleeping at all. And I thought it was normal because I was so anxious and the baby was up every two hours and by the time like i breastfed and put her back down and Mm. all the things then i only have like another half an hour before she wakes up again and like marlon was really supportive and i had people like offering to do things for me but like as a mother you feel like you're supposed to be doing all the things yeah by yourself did you like did you kind of like push away all the help Mm -hmm. because you feel like that's not like what you're supposed to do yeah i was trying to act like i was like super mom Mm. and i was like oh no i'm good oh no i'm good um but like i wasn't good but i thought that was just how it goes looking back do you do you wish you would have accepted that help or do you kind of yeah oh yeah yeah definitely and that's what i tell people (coughs) who are going to be new moms and stuff like that especially if you have your mom around yeah we didn't have our moms obviously my mom passed away her mom lives in colorado and stuff like that and so we didn't really have anybody to ask. We yeah. don't trust anybody. Right? Yeah. Especially this with COVID. Yeah. So we're like, mm-hmm. dude, we can't have our, we don't want a child to have COVID. We don't <sighs> know what's going on with COVID. Jesus. We didn't know what it could cause. Yeah. Child growing up. <clears throat> so we just, you know what, we're like, you know, suck it up and just, we'll just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, majority of the time there's her doing it. But as a guy, you don't, can't do anything. You just yeah. can't put the baby on the boob and just do it. And when I tell you, like, you have to have a strong foundation. This is where. Like, with your partner before. Yeah. Because there was, like, 
so many tense times like you're just so sleep deprived it's a major like lifestyle change it's stressful if you're not a person who who sleeps in all the time you know there's guys that sleep all the time or sleep in and and i hear dads that or guys in general who say like yeah i never really woke up at the beginning (sighs) i said dude those are the most those are the the key like where they needed you the most yeah is right at the beginning so the times when they woke up you better wake up too yeah and help out what can you hey what can i help you with do you need a bottle what do i need do i need to hold date hold something what do i need to do yeah i i think there were times where like i didn't sleep either yeah. you know because i can't sleep because i knew she was getting up oh, you felt so bad mm-hmm. it's like dude what can i help <sighs> going through the whole damn thing when she would cry throughout the night like, dude, am I doing something wrong? Why is the baby crying? Yeah. You know, because it goes in stages. These babies sleep in stages. It goes like every two hours and they get older and every four hours. It's just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we said, you got to be compassionate. Like you got to be there for that person. It's literally a team thing. So imagine if you weren't going and if you guys were going through some shit at the beginning of the relationship before the baby and you never had this team bonding or yeah. whatever, this, this team shit. No wonder people fucking give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No wonder people are like, I'm trying to help you. <coughs> you can't even, you can't even get mad at your girl of anything because, dude, her hormone drop, everything. Yeah. She thinks she's going crazy, but she's not. It's yeah. just her hormone drop. You got to understand that as a, a man and understand what a woman's body's going through in a mental state of mind. And honestly, like looking back, um, and like we've talked about, it would have made more sense for us to like do shifts instead of mm-hmm. him trying to be like so supportive because then. We both <laughs> were going through it, yeah. but like if he like if he would have done like the first five hours, and then I do the second five hours, so at least we're each getting like five hour chunks of sleep or yeah. something like that. But instead, we're both trying to be there like for each other, yeah. um, which like I appreciated so much. But looking back, it probably was smarter to like make sure that we were getting more sleep. Yeah, because sleep deprivation sleep depri- is is no joke. It's you scary, man. It, yeah, you know, and it's you're doing the same thing. I yeah. saw it all. Cause I woke up almost every time, <laughs> and like I said, I hear dads never woke up at the whole time. They didn't even know what was going on. They thought it was normal. That's crazy. Because the wife, uh, a, a wife, and their significant other thinks they better just do it all of it themselves. Yeah. They, and that's because they look down. People look down on a mom that who needs to ask for help and stuff like that. And I now I tell moms or future moms get help <coughs> at the beginning. Get the support yeah. you need. Yeah. Ask the doctor when you give birth. See, look at the baby. Tell how pretty the baby is, yeah. whatever. But see if they can take the baby in the other room so you can close your eyes for two hours. That's yes. two hours at the hospital. Oh, there's a nursery at the hospital, by the way. They yeah. don't talk about this because they don't want you to know. Because the nurses but you can don't ask the nurses to take the baby to the nursery so you yeah. can get some sleep for like a couple hours. Jeez, you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> no, I'm ser- like seriously. Everyone needs <laughs> to know. Like wow. I said, this is the time where we're their whole COVID stuff and the people are just all over the place and I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, and that's crazy because even. The moms told me after my clients would be like, dude, did you send your did you send your kid to the next room so you could close your eyes? No, no one told us. Wow. No one told us. So when we came home, we're fucking tired as hell. So you're going straight from the hospital straight to the home <sighs> sleep while the babies you're doing this whole thing and you're watching your wife. It's like a it's lightweight a torture chamber. When you breastfeed, it's a torture chamber. Well babe, we had there like we, had some we were having like issues. a lot of issues, you know, like with me and my mental health and yeah. I don't think everybody has that same experience but yeah but like was one thing about 
I'm happy that we went to bottle instead of breastfeeding because then I got the opportunity to help out. Yes. Yeah. And people don't talk about, dude, I'll be real. Some ladies have long nipples and short nipples. Yeah. (laughs) Some babies, obviously when it's a longer nipple, they bite. They're going to fucking grab it. Yeah. They're going to grab that thing. And then it's obviously when a a person has short nipples, dude, the baby's going to look for it. And now you're bleeding. That's just crazy. I never even saw that. And there was blood in the milk, and then that's when we realized, dude, we can't breastfeed. Mm-hmm. It's, it causes pain to her. Wow. And I was just like, dude, this is this is not the business. We can't do this. <sighs> and then guess what? When you tell people, oh, I'm just gonna give the bottle at the beginning of there, and people start talking shit. Yeah. Or they feel a certain type of way. Why? No, you gotta find what works for you. And that's mm-hmm. why I tell moms, if you want to b- bottle feed, do yeah. that. Yeah. They put the fucking. They put great ingredients in it. They do everything. Yeah. Do what works for you. Do what works for you. At the end of the day. So that's what like pisses me off when people say, "Oh my God, are you breastfeeding? Are you gonna um, breastfeed?" No. And when people are straightforward with it, I love it because I hear people in class and be like, yeah. "Oh, you're not breastfeeding? Yeah. Oh, you're not gonna bond? Uh, uh, no, you bond at the beginning. Yeah. Certain, there's different type of bonding with the child. As long as you're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like show up. show up. Yeah. As long as you're there all the time, like with the child, it's like, what do you mean bonding? Yeah. I'm there with him every single day. Yeah. Like get out of here. So, uh, this, this, this is a lot of information. Why, why do you, why do you guys think that like people don't talk about this? Why, why do you guys think that? Why, what, what's there to be embarrassed Especially about? Especially like they're, they have like mental issues and not even bad. Like you have, you want to go kill somebody or stuff like that. It's not mm-hmm. about that. It's talking about, um, having like, they don't want to tell you, want, you don't want to tell someone that, oh, I'm depressed or I'm going through depression. It's just, and have anxiety. Yeah, man. That's that's no joke, man. People go through post depression because they're so used to this lifestyle, and they're doing, you know, like yeah. you said, it's kind of your whole lifestyle changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're used to doing it a certain way, you have all this time. You go to the gym, go to the movies, do whatever you want, go yeah. on date nights, but then you're going, you're doing the same thing for months. Yeah, but like it wasn't even that for me. Like there, w- there's such a chemical like imbalance, and then for me, the sleep de- deprivation, yeah. like. It was like week four, I think, down to the day when my body and my mind were like, you're done. You're not doing this anymore. And I, I, I knew I wasn't good for a while, but I was thinking it was normal. Yeah. And then it like was progressing and I was trying to hide it from like everybody. Like I would be up in the middle of the night remember and i would say oh i need to go take a shower mm-hmm. and i would get in the shower at like 2 or 3 a.m and i would just like sit there in a ball and just like cry and ball and i was like so confused because i was like i had prayed for this yeah. like you know like why am i feeling this way yeah. and to be honest the sleep played a major part yeah but um yeah at four weeks i was just like my body was shutting down. My mind was shutting down, and I ended up in the emergency room. So that, that's that's the night when I remember went out to the living room and stuff like that, and I said, "Hey, what's wrong? What are you doing?" And she goes, "I remember she just had her, her head down. Like, I don't know, babe. Like, I go, what's wrong? Like, she, I just remember she was just saying, like, I don't know what's wrong. It's not like I don't. I, there's something. It's not like I don't love." I don't want to hurt the baby or hurt anybody. I just feel this feeling where like I am not, I'm not giving enough. Like I'm yeah. doing something wrong. 
and even though I'm probably not doing anything wrong, and I'm doing the best that she's doing the best she can, but as a guy's perspective, like, dude, it breaks your heart when you're like, dude, what's wrong? Like, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And you can't fix it. And, like, I couldn't, I didn't know what to say because I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew that, like, it wasn't me, you know? It was, like, I was just, like, a shell. Like, I would literally just, like, stare at my daughter, like, crying. And I loved her so much, like, and I felt, like, that connection with her. Yeah. But it was, like, it was so weird. And, honestly, it was, like, the scariest, hardest thing. Postpartum depression, like, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But you always hear about that, you know. It's crazy. So she went to the hospital. You You took her to the hospital. And you can tell them from there. <laughs> this is a long story. <laughs> this one's crazy. Don't. It's all good. You guys can talk on all you guys want. Please. Okay. Please. Um, so I went to the emergency room because I was like in such panic mode at that point. Mm. I wasn't feeling like I was going to hurt myself or the baby, but I was feeling like I was dying almost. Like I can't go another day in my body and my mind feeling like this yeah. I go to the hospital um, the emergency room and they're kind of just like are you suicidal no are you homicidal no okay well what do you want us to do and like somebody help me yeah. like I at the hospital I think I cried the entire time I was there and I was there for 24 hours Fuck. and they just put me in a room and no one really came to check on me and I was just crying and calling Marlon and just telling him I'm so sorry. Um, And then they ended up transferring me to um, that hospital's, like, psych ward, um, which (laughs) was, like, more traumatic than probably, like, anything because I was in there with – other people with mental health issues but required a lot more care than I did and um, like I saw some things while I was there that like you wouldn't even believe Um, and like all this time I mean it had been two days and I still haven't talked to a doctor I haven't talked to a therapist I haven't gotten any medication they did give me, like, a sleep pill that, like, knocked me out um, when I was telling them, like, I wanted to go. Yeah. And they were like, oh, let me just, like, give you something to relax. And then I wake up, like, a day later. It was so weird. Wow. Yeah. Um, and um, long story short, the doctor comes and sees me the next morning. He's basically like, you're way too high-functioning to be here. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm like, this is where the hospital sent me, like is somebody going to help me? Like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm going to give you this medication, like, send you home. Okay, so he sends me off with medication. I go home. I'm almost, like, in worse shape then than I was before I went to the hospital. Jesus Christ. Because I had, like, this traumatic experience, and then I'm like, okay, nobody wants to help me. I'm this on my own. Yeah. Um, and um, I think I happen to have my six-week post-op. So – your doctor doesn't see you until six weeks after the baby is born. So, like, when you're pregnant, they're seeing you every month and then, like, every two weeks. And then as yeah. it gets closer, it's, like, every other day. And then you give birth and they're, like, see you in six weeks. Bye. Wow. <laughs> so, I had my post-op appointment. 
And I go there, and I'm just, like, in shambles, basically. And I'm telling her, like, I need help. Yeah. And I could just see, like, the fear on her face. Like, she's like, do you, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I need help. This is what happened. I need, like, actual real help. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, do you want to go home? And I'm like, no. And I, like, remember looking at her and being like, I'm scared. And she was like, okay, so um, there's another hospital that has, like, a unit specifically for moms with postpartum depression. Yeah. Which I didn't, like, why didn't they take me there in the first place? But that's besides the point. I ended up spending 10 days there, which was, like, night and day from the other experience I had. Like, I talked to a doctor right away. They gave me medication right away, therapy, like, all the things. Yeah. Um. And I just remember, like, I would talk to Marlon every day. I couldn't see them in person because of COVID. Normally, they have, like, the babies come mm-hmm. in. And so I was, like, s- like so upset that I couldn't see the baby. And I just kept, like, apologizing to Maude, who was, like, so supportive, like, the entire time. Like, yeah. don't be sorry. This isn't your fault. You know, like, you're – he kept telling me, like, you're so strong for getting the help because, unfortunately, a lot of women don't. Yeah. Um. And when I came home, I did six weeks of, like, intensive outpatient program. Basically, like, a group of moms in my same situation. Uh, We do group therapy together. And it's kind of nice because you feel so lonely. Like, you're the only one. Mm -hmm. And so doing that group setting is, like, okay, this actually happens to a lot of people. And, like, the things and the thoughts that I'm having are not crazy. Um, And... Yeah, I think it took probably, like, a couple of months for me to, like, finally, like, be myself again. Yeah. Um, And I think that was the scariest thing is, like, I kept telling my therapist, like, what if I don't get better? Like, what if I don't? And she was like, you will. But I was feeling like I wasn't going to in those moments. And I remember her saying, like, do you have, like, 1%, 1% of hope that you'll get better? And I was like yeah, I have 1%, and she's like, okay, hold on to that. Yeah. And I did. Um, I think we all did. And I'm like, let's see, Cambria's nine months now, so nine months postpartum, wow. I'm, like, doing, like, so much better, like, even better than I was before because, like, this whole thing has, like, changed me. Yeah. And, um just like made me strive to be like a better person a better wife a better mother yeah. um yeah you ever heard that saying great things take time yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's with anything mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like people want this to be done like the next day people want to yeah. get rich the next day people want this the next day. it's like great things take time mm-hmm. you know what i mean so how are it things is. currently right now at this moment yeah so things are really good i think um I, like, posted something on Instagram the other day. Did you see it? Where it was just, like, everyone was doing their, like, highlight reel of 2021. Mm, and yeah. it's all, like, the best parts of their year and everything. Yes. And I'm, like, it's weird because 2021 was, like, the best year. Yeah, but not. In the sense that we had our daughter, obviously. But then I had the postpartum depression and anxiety that we were dealing with for, like, half of the year. And then my mom actually passed away in November. I'm sorry. Um, oh. Yeah, thank you. Um, super unexpected and sudden. And so um, 
I was struggling because people were posting like their highlight reels of 2021 and I'm like okay that that's not my reel at all yeah but I survived it yeah and I'm so much stronger for it yeah um and that's like all I can ask for is yeah. that like I'm here and I'm healthy and I have like a loving family and like in these moments like I just always in my head like tell myself like count your blessings yeah. because that's like all mm. you can do instead of being like oh my gosh last year was I mean it was terrible yeah. but there are like lessons to be learned and I've learned so much from everything and so. you're right here mm-hmm. you know what I mean you're yeah. able to talk about it that's already that's already what in itself Mm-hmm. You're already like multiple steps ahead because people are still locked up to themselves. They're not speaking about it. They're yeah, scared. I know. So you said earlier that like the reason why people don't speak about it is because they they feel embarrassed. Uh, what What is it on a woman's perspective? Like why women don't come out and talk about it? Why do you think that? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of shame and guilt in asking for help as a mother um, by society standards. Yeah. Um, and also too like a lot of the women that were like i was in the group with were worried that if they spoke about it or like said their true feelings that there would be Mm -hmm. consequences in that like maybe someone would be so worried that they take their child away yeah i think i think that's a major fear for a lot of mothers because the thoughts that go through your head when you're dealing with and any mental health issue but like postpartum depression um, they call them like intrusive thoughts. They're scary. Yeah. And they're, they're honestly not even your thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're sharing that with somebody, they're going to be like, oh, well, your daughter's not safe with you or whatever. <laughs> I think that's honestly like a big thing. <sighs> Jesus. And of course, like the stigma that comes with mental health in general. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sad. Like, that's why I've never been shy about telling my story because, like, I don't have anything to embarrass. Oh. It's not something that I did to myself. It's something that happened to me. Yeah. And there needs to be, like, more help out there because there's not. Like, look what happened the first time is, like, the hospital. Yeah. Like, I thought I was safe and I thought that they would know, like, how to help me. And they didn't even know how to help me. No. So. Yeah, it's just such crazy things <coughs> because people – I remember bringing up in my classes and hearing people's stories and then telling, I was open with everybody, you know? And um, I remember just asking people, straightforward, hey, because I have like eight to 10 moms up in there. And I'd be like, hey, has anybody went through post-depression? You know? And people were kind of quiet. So I told them about wifey's situation, like how she's feeling, you know? And she felt like empty. Out of nowhere, everybody starts talking. People start telling her their stories. Yeah. And they start talking about it. Then it made me real like, damn, it's not just her. No. <laughs> then they start talking about their experience. And in my classes, they're like they're like family in there. They build relationships and friendships. And I remember one of them was saying, one of my, one time, the baby was crying so much that she had to leave the baby in the house and drive around the block just to give herself a second. Yeah. She can't tell somebody that, no. you know, mm-hmm. people just, there's times where they said, there was one time where I felt like, one of the moms were like, I think I'm gonna hurt the baby, but not that I didn't want to, but like I had this feeling, but like it wasn't me. So if there was times where I had to go to my mom, her mom, 
and said, hey, can you take the baby? I need to go get help. Or wow. she, you just, you just, mm-hmm. like what she was saying, you can't control stuff sometimes. And people don't talk about that because imagine someone told me that. I'd be like, uh, you need to go get help. Like, you need to go get, this, the child needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. And you can't explain that to anybody because they're going to think automatically you're crazy. That's so, so normal, though. It's like, so you know what I that's mean? That's why it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my, if you're going through something, go get help. Yeah. And it's okay. No one, people are going to have their opinions and whatever, but guess what? You're going to feel better at the end. Yeah. It might take time. And that's the sad part is like a lot of women don't get help because they either think like, oh, this is going to go away or what are people going to think or whatever. Yeah. But like it's it's never going to go away and it's going to cause issues yeah. in your life. Yeah. Five years from now, 10 years from now, whenever like it needs to be addressed. What so. do you what do you hope to see like in the future for like when people are dealing with this like. The help that you got, obviously, in the hospitals. I mean, doctors are very great at giving medications. Right. They're not very great at uh, figuring out the core, the core root of things. Right. So, what do you think that, like, in like future, like, help needs, like, what could change? What do you think that needs to be changed? Yeah. So I've I've actually like been doing a lot of thinking about this because I'm like, where did I go wrong, or where did the health system go wrong? I don't know, but um starting with just like the checkup visits while you're pregnant like my doctor knew i was anxious i was battling anxiety my entire pregnancy not once did we talk about postpartum mood disorders or like there needs to be like some sort of like education or like i don't want to say warning but like it needs to be talked about Like, these are the things that could happen, and you are showing signs for, like, basically precursors to postpartum depression. If you look at a sheet, I have all of them. Like, anxiety. I had the miscarriages, which, like, exasperated everything. Um, I think it just needs to be talked about more, like, in that sense. And there also needs to be, like, more resources. Because, like, when I was telling you, like, I was in that, like, critical point. I didn't know to call where to turn like i would go online and it's basically like if you're suicidal call 911 um or like if you need a therapist and what the therapist is going to get back to you in like three weeks yeah it's got to be like done like now now. and it needs to be now and and that's what I did. Like, I ended up in the hospital, and even then, it's like I uh, didn't get the help. So I think I think it's just starting off first with people talking about it, yeah. talking about their experience, how serious it is. I mean, suicide is the number one cause of maternal death after yeah. giving birth for, like, up to the first year, I think. That's crazy. That's not talking about like complications from giving birth blood clots like any of that it's suicide yeah and it's just like so so sad to me and it's like such a stigma why like people are dying it doesn't make sense i just remember um when she was gone for like 10 days and i remember she was gone for 10 days getting help and stuff like that i remember every day i would encourage her and stuff like that but it was kind of hard because they had certain times when they could talk on the phone and it was like jail. I felt like she would only call me at like one o'clock during the day. And so 
I would look forward to it because I would hold the baby and stuff like that and show her, and, but it would get emotional emotional sometimes because I would see her face because she feels like she should be there helping out. Yeah. And a lot of times I was there doing the baby stuff by myself. And luckily her brother is down the street to help out too, and I'm blessed to have them down the street because I can't imagine not having any family. Um, one of the things that I I never believed what there was postpartum for guys you know and that shit is real and I remember just going through it and I just remember just doing the the mom stuff you know waking up the baby changing the stuff and feeding her and stuff like that and it felt like the whole day was so damn long bro like it's so so long and I remember who do I communicate I can't my boys wouldn't understand what I'm going through they don't they're none of them had kids yeah so there was no one really to talk to, but social media. So now it makes sense when moms post a lot of stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Now it makes sense. It builds because a community. Because it builds community, but yeah. also it's someone to engage with. Yeah. Because you have a child that doesn't even talk, that doesn't even, they don't, you, you just have this child. They don't make faces, they don't do anything. Yeah. So you're just, the whole day. So now it makes sense why these moms engage on social media and post their babies, try to talk to people because, man, they're lonely. Yeah. While their husband's at work, you're at home. I took her role for a little bit. Now I understand how a woman feels, dude. And then I remember I would cry sometimes because I'm like, dude, why am I doing this by myself? It's not her fault. Yeah. And I'd get kind of angry. But I'll hold it in because I can't tell her. I can't tell her that, hey, it's your fucking fault. You're in the fucking getting help and yeah. I'm over here like no one the problem is no one asked me if I'm okay no yeah. one asked me the whole time was around her and that's okay because I want to make sure she's okay yeah. but no one asked I was like Mar, are you okay do you need anything you know and that's when I felt lonely dude I remember going luckily like I run a fucking full-on business 150 clients and I'm blessed to have Barry to be there I was helping out, you know, making sure wifey's, and I'd come in to the classes and try to help out and stuff, but I was so caught up with my child, and I remember I would cry throughout the day, bro, like, like, man, is this ever going to end? Meaning, like, when is she going to get better? Or then you start thinking in your head, like, fuck, maybe she won't get better. What if she hurts herself? And what if I have to be a single dad with no moms? I look back. This is when, like, you look at your mom next to you. This is when you need your mom the most, you know? It's like, that's why when I tell people, like, hey, make sure your mom's next to you to help you out because at the end of the day, it's like you're going to need help. No matter if your wife is there getting help or just anything in general, you just need help. That's why I tell people, ask for help. If you need to take a breather, take a nap, go get, take a nap, whatever. But I just now makes sense why people go through postpartum. Guys go through it. Women go through it. Guys don't talk about that shit. Luckily, I'm I'm more of an emotional guy, so I talk about my feelings and shit like that. And it is what it is. But, like, that shit's real. Now, well, going through that whole time right there made me stronger because made me more confident with the child. I learned a lot. You learn about your child, what, you know, you learn how to change diapers faster. You do everything. 
but now I went through that whole thing. Luckily, like I said, her brother was there and helped out a little bit and stuff like that. And I'm blessed. But that shit's no joke. That postpartum depression, that is real. That could happen to anybody. So they, you know, that's just, I'm just happy. I always told myself and I told her it's going to get better. You just got to believe that and just go from there. And luckily she got help and she came home and that was her. one of the best things that happened when she came home, you know, and then we started working as a team and that shit. I'm just blessed that that she's okay. Like made us as a couple so much stronger because it was like such a scary time, right? Like he was so worried about me. I was worried about me. I was worried about him. I I knew he was going through it too, and I just felt so guilty. Um. And like I I was questioning too, like is he gonna leave me? Like yeah. all of these things, and like you never. You, yeah, there's like, so many emotions, yeah. right? Like you get angry, but you're not really angry. But it's just like you mm-hmm. take it as like, like, man. Like sometimes I, I'm just, I just want to dip sometimes, you know, you just want to yeah. run away and just mm-hmm. be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And now I see why people give up, you know, and get angry and that's, it's up. That's, and I'm not saying this happens to everybody, <coughs> you know, people have easy, you know, labor and beginning stages, but it's hard. I know I say 80% of people don't talk about it. They say all the positive things about, oh, my God, it's a blessing. Oh, my God, this is amazing, this and that. They never talk about the mm-hmm. what. And it is all of those things. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. But there are adversities, you know, that come along with it. But it's yeah. also important to, like, like both of you, like, you both said, like, out of your mouths that, like, you guys both came stronger. Mm-hmm. And it shows, yeah. you know. It's like, I just met you, Kim. Marlon, I've known you for years. And it's like, I'm really proud of you guys. Aww. You know, like, seriously. Like, Thank it's you. it's a beautiful thing to see because like Marlon you just said it a, a couple of times today it's like when people just give up and you guys didn't I not think one bit I that's the easier thing to do oh yeah because yeah. it's so easy mm-hmm. so easy mm-hmm. and you guys chose a different route you know the better route because mm-hmm. when the future comes when the, when your baby gets older it's like you guys are able to like dig deep down the past and be like babe remember when we went through this shit remember when we went through that and, and that and that and that now we know what we should do yeah if we do have another child yeah yeah we don't have our mommy right so we're gonna go get a nurse. Yeah. Many people look down on that, like a night nurse. No, because that sleep right there is way more important. You pay for that. Yes, you man. You pay for that sleep. I'll pay for that. Yeah. I'll start saving now just to get a nurse to help. Yeah, you. man. You know, I'm saying to help out in the night, a couple of days. You know, so don't be don't be scared to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that, es- especially right now. It's like you'd be surprised when you network with people and like what comes with it. You know what I mean? It's like build that. You know all about that stuff too. You know what I mean? So it's. And now you you said you guys' your child was uh, nine months old, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now she's a lot older, and you're able to see her smile. Oh my god! It changes. Well, what's what's that like? <laughs> now there's personality. It now you can engage with the child. Yes, yes. And then it makes you you think about what happened in the past, like nine months ago. Yeah. You don't really think about that too much anymore because now you're thinking about all the positive that's going or the the, the happy stuff that goes on mm-hmm. with the child and growing aspect of everything about them yeah it's like it's so cute like when marlon comes home from work and like we have this routine i'm like who's that (laughs) and then she's like because she's crawling everywhere and then she just like gives dad the biggest smile and 
he's like so happy and yeah. it's you don't, like you don't really know what love is until you have your own yeah that's what they say it's so true yeah it's like a different love that you'll yeah. like ever experience like you would just do everything for that person i mean it would for mar but it's just like different like mm-hmm. yeah Crazy. I've said this on the on the podcast a couple of times that like every time because I have a niece, she's five years old and uh, every time I'm near her, I just feel like I'm just born to be a dad. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm just meant for that. Like every time I'm just like I was telling Marlon like two weeks ago, I was like, I'm like training, but it's not. I mean, I could never compare, but yeah. it's like, but you it's know, because I'm telling you, you're a morning person. That <laughs> shit changes the game. And you're so much you're going to be so much better at it. Yeah, because you're gonna help out in the morning. It's like, oh, what's dude. up, babe? I got you. I don't need. A, I don't have an much. alarm clock, man. You I'm just like, let's go. Yes. Yes. Like so weird. And, you know, that's just <laughs> us. We're we're ready like that. Yeah, and man. You're ready to go. You know, and that's why. Just make sure your wife lets you sleep from like seven to yeah. whatever. You know. Yeah, get your have sleep. It. Make a plan before. Yeah. Maybe we just went into it and really said. Yeah. May the odds be in our favor. <laughs> so I really wanna, I really wanna respect your guys' time because I know you guys like have a busy schedule. You have a baby as well, so it's it's your bedtime too. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, it is. <laughs> you're, <laughs> it's like... you're staying up past your curfew. <laughs> but like yeah. stuff like this, it's like it's it's worth it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like because I get so much out of this. Like I don't go to bed like, oh, man, I'm, I'm way past my bedtime. Like, blah, blah. no, it's like I go to sleep better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wake up better. And the people who listen to this get better off as well because they're like, man, these people are able to talk about it. Why can't I? Yeah. Just like my friend I told you earlier, like she wasn't able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe when she hears this because she follows you. She's like, like when I announced that you were coming on the podcast, she's like, dude, I've been following you forever. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I was like, yeah. And like, just guess, watch when the topic comes. Yeah. Just watch. Mm-hmm. And before we close this podcast, um, I always ask the questions uh, after at the end of my guest. Uh, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned out of all the years that you've been alive? For me, I mean, just basing it off of last year, yeah. it would just be trust in God's plan, honestly, because I could look at last year and be like, why? Why is this all this stuff happening to me? Yeah. But like I said, I'm such a stronger, better person now. And that's the reason why. And yeah. now I'm speaking out about my experiences. Yeah. And I just feel like everything that I went through, I was meant to go through so that I could help other people. And I think God is using me in that way. Yeah. So. And guys, in the, in the future, if you, uh, if you ever want to come out again, um, there will be, there's going to be more cameras here. There's going to be six more mics here. I'm having a tech guy just come in here and like rearrange everything. That way it's like we can have a big group discussion. Oh, yeah. Six, cool. six people on at a time. You know what I mean? Awesome. And it'd be cool to hear people's stories because yeah. you would think you look at people's relationships and look like the most perfect couple. Yeah. They look like there's, there's never nothing wrong with their couple relationship. Yeah. They won't talk about, it'd be amazing to hear other people's, um, I stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And hopefully that could help other people. And could, the moms too, like on Instagram, like, you know, a baby on this hip, her, she has her makeup <laughs> and her hair and she's cooking dinner. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there in my PJs, haven't washed my hair in four days. I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, it's so easy to compare yourself, right? Like, yeah. and it's crazy. Cause like I said, when I, she was gone for those days, 
I literally didn't change my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't. And I still don't, but I'm just saying, like, you don't change, and I get it now. <laughs> and that's why when she comes home, when I get home, I always ask her, do you need to go shower? Yeah. Like, do what you need to do? Like I said, that's why I tell guys and I tell future dads, try to help as much as you can. Yeah. If you see bottles, try to do it. Don't try to make life easier yep. for them. Because being a mom at home is a freaking job. Yeah. Like, you know, you always hear like, oh, stay at home moms are the best. I can't wait to be one. No, man, that's one of the hardest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of want to go back to work because <laughs> you don't want to do the same routine. At least at yeah. work you have different tasks and you yeah. can do you can't change the task when you have a child it's the yeah. same routine almost every day yeah so i get it and that's why i like as a man as a, a father uh, a significant other you want to make sure you're on the same team yeah. that's what the number one thing is and understand you need compassion about you to your feelings and it's important to just be of some use you know yeah be useful mm -hmm. you know we could keep going, but the thing is, dads yeah. could think, husbands think, oh, they go to work. I provide. Yeah. That's all. Nope. And they don't want to do anything else. Nope. They're tripping. Nope. That shit ain't going to last. Keep that same energy, man. Like <laughs> what we were talking about. Like I, I told him on the podcast we had, um, to keep that same energy, like when you're, when you first date your significant other, mm -hmm. you're like dressed up, you're trying to impress them, you wash your car, you know, yeah. like you're doing everything. Keep that same energy as those years go on. Yeah. You know, because that's how you lose people. You know, that's how breakups happen. That's how divorce happens. You know, mm -hmm. keep that same energy, yeah. you know, it's not a, yeah, it's we like, have those discussions too. Like, I think we're pretty honest with each other. Like, Hey, I feel like a little bit of a disconnect. <sighs> we've, God. we've been so busy with the baby and everything. Like I'm we need date a date night. night. Still, Jesus know? Christ. Date nights. It's so true because mm -hmm. they, people lose that. Yeah. They get so caught up in their kids. You have to date still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're dressed up for one another and, have a moment when you go out to restaurants and talk about how everything is and do you need anything? What can we do to get stronger and what yeah. we need to do to, you know, mm -hmm. make this shit last, keep the fire going. You guys are seriously like the, the real power couple. You know, you know what I mean? Well, it's I will crazy. say that you stopped opening my car door a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, because you know why? We yes. Have a, we have a child. <laughs> you know why? We have a child now. I'm going to go open what? the child's door. No, but if we're on a date night, we don't have the kid. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> So we don't really fight. We always bicker like about this shit because I'm always right. It I'm seems like a best right. friend kind of it thing. Is. You know what I mean? I see it. Oh, you're right, though. I haven't opened the door, but it will happen. But guess what? Sometimes you need a reminder. No, you only do it if go. there's, like, people in the parking lot watching me. He'll do it. And I'm just like, bro. He'll get in the car. I'm like, bro, stop playing. Good. Just watch the next, next date night. Hey, and going forward, you're good, bro. You're hey, good. It's all good. Can you drive now? <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> 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 no, no, but um, this is um, this is really good. Yeah, thanks for having me because honestly, like, it's a it's it's a topic that's not easy to talk about, and the fact yeah. that you were like even interested is like that's progressive. Yeah, for a man to be interested in even like talking I'm, about. I'm a student of life, is yeah. what life taught me. Yeah. You know, like I always ask, like, what is the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Mm -hmm. Mine is like just to be a student. You know, remain a student with anything, any topic, any career, mm -hmm. any subject, anything, you know, it's important. That's how you, I mean, I've, I've studied the greats and that's how they all, they all are. They're just, mm -hmm. they're a student of life, mm -hmm. you know, they just consume things and then put it to work, yeah. you know, that's all it is. So it's like, anytime you guys really want to come on and have group discussions, you know awesome. what I mean? I'm not even kidding guys. It'll be 
I'll have all the mic stuff situated. Unfortunately, wasn't able to have the two mics right now, but during down the line, they'll be able to have, you know, six total people here. So if every, every time you guys want to come on, you're more than likely, please. Yeah. So cool. are there any closing statements you guys want to give at the podcast? Um, no, I guess just to like reiterate the fact that like help is okay. And like actually help is needed. Like yeah. there's not going to be one mom or parent out there that doesn't need help. Yeah. So just like accept it. Those people want to help you. Yeah. Um, and postpartum depression is like a real thing. Yeah. Take care of it and like be educated about it and be like prepared because you never think it's going to happen to you. Yeah. But it does and it's it's scary. So well, and be there for your friends. Yeah. Ask them if they're okay. Yeah. Don't don't just ask about the baby. How's the baby doing? Ask your friends how they're doing. That's yeah. key. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, honestly, I'm um, like I just said, Kim, I just met you and then Marlon known you for years. And like I'm I'm very impressed with the both of you, you know, like really am. I'm not just saying that mm-hmm. just to be a Mr. Nice guy just because you guys are right in front of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm very, very impressed because I don't see this um, dynamic duo very often. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of it. It's it looks good, mm-hmm. but it always scatters, you know, and it shows. But the results are showing, and it's going to show with your baby girl as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys, thank you for coming on. Seriously, all right? Thanks for having us. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Peace! Hey.